Good day. Welcome to the Business Agora, a series of conversations aimed to be supportive in your business and your life, held with our community here at Workspace 365. My name is Michael Benson. I am the CEO at Workspace 365, and I'm here with our community engagement lead, Al Jeffrey, who will be your host for a number of these conversations. Thanks, Michael, and thank you for joining us for the Agora. Agora means the gathering or the exchange. And in these conversations, we hope to connect you with some of the humans of the Workspace 365 community, bring light to their stories, their insights into business, leadership, and well-being, and offer useful resources and tips for navigating business post-COVID-19. So let's dive in. Irina, thank you for uh, taking time for a conversation. No problem at all. Yeah, so as a way of, I suppose, getting to know you, uh, obviously you work with us here at Workspace 365, um, but oh, I suppose, what, what is your role here at Workspace 365? So my role is um, general, lease, general manager of leasing for Victoria. I look after all new leasing, existing clients, um, agreements, and um, the revenue for the company. Lovely. And what were you before Workspace 365? What's been your journey to get here? I've been in the industry now for 12 years. I started in 2009 after having my first child. And being at that time, I was in residential sales and it was a seven day a week job. And I didn't want my child growing up saying, thank you for everything. Where were you? Hmm. And... I kind of fell into it and fell in love with it. Mm. What is it about it that you, well, there's a couple of things. Firstly, yeah, what is it about it that you do love? But I'm also curious how you've seen it evolve. I mean, that's what, 11 years ago. Oh, what what was 11 years ago to what now is very much night and day. 11 years ago, obviously, there wasn't as much competition as there is now. Mm. But people's and clients' expectations have changed. The way people work has changed and seeing um, what their requirements are and being and that flexibility to be able to evolve to their requirements that's what attracts me mm. yeah so it's a kind of I suppose that makes it somewhat creative every client's different it every is. solution and, and it's so diverse um, mm. my day I could be sitting down with someone looking at starting up their business and they've just you know sowed the first seed to sitting down with the large in the afternoon with a large multinational with their board of directors trying to nut out a lease so mm. you see all you see businesses from all different spectrums yeah yeah um, great and I suppose what are some of the things that you've learned during this and maybe more so specifically to that tailoring client solutions, sales? Um, look, I've always had a sales background, but what I have learned is um, seeing the grey. Not every bit, there, there is no black and white in business. It's being, it's seeing the grey and being able to understand the grey hmm. and find a win-win solution for everybody. And I think that is the key, especially now. Mm. Um, very, I think gone are the days where, you know, if you're a circle, try, 
you, you can only fit into a circle or you have to businesses will adapt to you know make themselves fit into a, a model that doesn't quite fit them mm. whereas now because there is so much competition and there are so many different op- providers and you know offerings out there you need to be able to see the gray you need to be able to understand your clients businesses and what their weaknesses are and where their what their strengths are and how do we complement them mm. yeah so how is this time COVID-19 uh, yeah I suppose what has it shown you or what have you noticed during the last couple of months I've noticed, I guess for me, I've noticed that um, people and businesses, again, it showed where the vulnerability vulnerabilities are for businesses. But I think where we stand out and what has worked in our favour is we've taken an individual approach. Mm. So some industries have been hit more than others and actually sitting down with each individual client and understanding what support they need and how we can help them rather than a blanket solution mm. helps and has, you know, helped us, you know, maintain our relationships with our clients. In fact, it's solidified them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a real care and I suppose that's the whole tailored solutions approach is really meeting them where they are. I mean, there's, you know, industries that have completely been obliterated. Mm. There are other industries that, you know, have been hurt but maybe not as hard and you can't offer this, you'd be silly to offer the same amount of support to both when one requires it more than the other. Mm. And again, it's having those conversations, speaking to the clients, giving them an opportunity to vent and air it out. Mm. Because a lot of people, I mean, most um, business owners other than speaking to maybe their families if they can, or they've actually got no one to talk to about it mm. who's willing to just listen yeah. about what the frustrations are. Yeah. Business therapy. Kind Great. <laughs> That's what the podcast's all about, somewhat. Um, so what do you foresee coming on the other side of this? I mean, we're slowly starting to transition to some sort I of... Think co-working and flexible solutions is going to be play an even bigger role in the industry um, I think people are reevaluating about how they work mm. I think um, COVID, COVID has shown us that how about us COVID has actually shown us how easy it is for us to be able to work from home mm. with technology that we have and I think people have actually gravitated are gravitating more towards that mm. flexible working hours and working part-time from home part-time from the office and I think we're going to go down that phase more and more mm. I think a lot of the large corporates are not going to want to take the risk of a long-term liability of a five or a ten year lease mm. So depending on where they're located or where their regional offices are and how many staff they've got, they will look at co-working facilities to accommodate those staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you see it, um, I mean, it impacts, say, Workspace 365 and other co-working operators in many, many ways, but one of them being, um, if I heard correctly, that there might be uh, less 
uh, I suppose, comfortability in long-term leases and more in short-term... Correct. So yeah. um, I know, for example, Facebook have put out a mandate. They, can, they will not allow their facilities team and their property team to sign leases any longer than five years. Mm. If they've got teams any... Any with if they've got air regions with a headcount less than twenty people, it's they put them in co-working facilities. But I also mm. not not just from the liability perspective, but I also think it helps the staff because mm. they don't feel as isolated. Yeah, there's other people around them. They feel like they're part of a much larger team. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how are you preparing Workspace three six five for that shift? What are you seeing as... I I think Workspace 365 is unique in a good way because we're a bit of a hybrid of the Mm. traditional service office and a co-working facility. So a lot of... There are providers out there in the market that are completely co-working and they're all open and Mm. that's a challenge for them from a social distancing perspective. Yeah. Um, then you've got your traditional serviced offices where they don't offer any breakout space. What what I think um, Workspace 365 has got right is being able to blend the two. Mm. So I think people are going to um, either require additional more space to to accommodate for social distancing, or they're going to work out a schedule where they sort of uh, mix that alternate alternate and you know have that flexible rosters of when they come into the office and who comes in when yeah great um yeah i suppose um not for it to be a sales pitch for workspace 365 but what are some of the things that you see say business owners commonly um either do wrong or base decisions around that you see later on kind of um, bites them in the butt in terms of choosing office space? Um, again, it comes back to the um, there there is just a, such an oversupply of at the moment in Melbourne hmm. of co-working space. What personally has attracted me to Workspace 365 is, is that as a company we are extremely client-centric. For us, it's all about the client. The other thing that attracts me to Workspace 365 is our CEO, our board of directors are all local. All the decision makers are local. And it's like anything. When everything's going great, there Mm. is no issue. But it's when there are hiccups and when there are stumbling blocks and decisions need to be made, it's understanding who's empowered to make them Mm. And what the, who, what the rationale around the decisions are, and how does it affect the client at the end of the day? Hmm. So, you know, from my experience, every everywhere I work, the local teams will always bend over backwards to help the client. But in some organisations, their hands are tied hmm. because decision the decisions are not made locally; they're made somewhere else overseas where someone's just looking at the black and white spreadsheet Hmm. and again it comes back to not seeing that gray yeah whereas for us and and it's all and the mandate is to get to find a win-win situation solution for everyone Hmm. and again it sees the great and get there as fast as we can not 
you know, a month or two. Mm. You know, when a decision needs to be made, a decision is made. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, so, I suppose as a way to close, um, hmm. In having worked with, I suppose you've had conversations where you meet with what maybe six or more business owners a day or teams. Um, yeah, what's one piece of advice or uh, something that you might offer to somebody who is looking for space? What to look for? What to to keep in mind? I was don't. I would suggest look at the full package hmm. and think about what's going to happen after the initial term. Mm. So, you know, if, if you're looking at making a six or a 12 month commitment, what happens after that six or 12 months? Because mm. again, one of the pitfalls from my experience has been is that people make commitments, they negotiate amazing rates, and then they're presented with huge increases and uplifts in their rate rent mm. and they're almost back to square one so that's something I'd recommend to everyone get to understand and have get clarity around what happens should you wish to stay for an additional term or if this is a long-term solution that you're looking for yeah great well thanks so much for taking the time is there anything else you'd like to share no, just hope everyone stays safe and look forward to seeing everyone back in the offices. Yeah. All right. Great. Thanks a lot, Irina. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for another Agora Conversation, and we trust you took away something useful. Thank you, Al. That's right. If you are already a member with us, we look forward to seeing you in an office or an event really soon. If you aren't a member with us, we'd love to welcome you to one of our centres across Melbourne, South Melbourne, Footscray and Torquay very soon. Please be in touch and call us on 1800-WORK-NOW or on the web on at www.workspace365.com.au. We look forward to continuing to connect with you and you with our community here at Workspace 365. We'll see you again shortly.